Hi, I'm Morgan. I'm Odette. And I'm Madeline. And, and we, we love Christian fiction. fiction. We love it so much that we wanted to talk about it on a podcast. Each episode, we will read classics of the genre or new releases. And discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join us. Hello, hello. Welcome hello. to episode three. Episode three. I'm of so Redeeming podcast we're so glad you're here yes thank you for tuning back in after the the crazy ride that was redeeming love i mean that book's a crazy ride though regardless if you listen to it on our podcast that's true 100 <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the book plot twist by bethany turner which is one i'd actually well i'd recently heard of this author but very like very recently so plot twist is a new release i believe it came out in 2019. Oh, 2019. I think okay. it was 2019. Okay. I thought it was Great. 2021 based on our website. Hold on. I'm just going to open okay. it up. We're going to look at that right Fact now. check, but keep Ooh, going. Fact check. Um, according to um, the inside cover, copyright 2021. 2021. Wow. Okay, You've so very new. So Morgan and I um, were wrong. Odette. Odette. Um, if anyone's Ten points keeping points. Um, <laughs> Ten points for Ten points. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'd never heard of this author before. Being someone who like has read Christian fiction, all of us have read mm-hmm. Christian fiction for so long, I've never yeah. heard of this author. So I was super excited to jump into this book with yeah. kind of no knowledge mm-hmm. of what this author writes, having never read anything by her before, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So this is going to be a sharp contrast to yeah, the really book good. that we this, just read. This in is so different. <laughs> this is so different than Redeeming Love in every possible way. So if you were like, you know what? I'm so excited about this spiritual filled, deep insights podcast that these girls are doing. This might not be the episode for you. I don't know. We well, want you to stay. We, we might have deep spiritual insights right, on this right, book. Right, just because right. this book we is a different started. genre. That's and true. also, right. we just started. Also, our conversations tend to just kind of lean that, that way. I, I think the nice thing is, I will say, that if after hearing the first two episodes of Redeeming Love, you're like, ooh, that was deep. And also, Redeeming Love can make you feel, I think, on a personal level, really deep emotional things as you're kind of on yeah. this journey with mm-hmm. the characters. So I think that this book was a fun just kind of departure. It it was the equivalent of me of after having a hard day putting in a your favorite rom-com from the, you know, early Absolutely. 90s. Absolutely. Yes. Or like, you know, like which, you've got mail and, I mean, or something or, that's you know. literally the book. Side yes. note. Hey, side note. Let's derail. What is everyone here's favorite rom-com from the early 90s? Honestly, okay, if you haven't read this book, um, this question is so pertinent to yes, this book yes. that we're about to discuss. 100%. So we definitely need to answer this question. Okay. Odette. From the 90s, you said? From like the early, the age where rom com, okay. The golden age of rom coms, which one could define like the the mid 90s to the like mid 2000s. But let's not get too caught up with the details. No. What I'm saying is, is like. But that was the golden age of rom com. More than likely, your favorite rom com is from that era because that's when they were so like beautifully imperfect. I can't believe I have to go first. Um, Here's the the thing. Okay. Like, I have so many favorites, but I would say, like, hands down, one of my favorite, like, rom-coms is you've got mail of course that's such a good one i love it but also like i really like and i think in my opinion the like one of the last rom-coms that i saw that was like made not like on a streaming service was the proposal i think that that's like <gasps> so to me great. it was like yes that's kind of i'm not saying that good one like there hasn't but like in my opinion that's kind of like the the bookend of the yes. golden era of i think the proposal was very well done i yes. really liked the proposal yeah um, my favorite is also You've Got Mail, but I will, Ooh, I, will do, <laughs> I will do a side one because I feel like everybody loves You've I mean, Got Mail. I mean, yeah, that's so my favorite too. Right, okay. What? So oh that's like, well, I have to come Triple up with another one. But, like, <laughs> but we will come up with other ones. Yes. 
Um, how to lose program. a guy in ten days is a really good. Too. That's a great one. My um, my. Oh, I just lost okay? my train of thought. Wow. My, my okay. an alternate favorite. I got it. I got it. I'm sorry. I just lost where I was going. Is while you were sleeping. Oh, oh love, so good. I oh, love so good. while you were sleeping. Yeah. So good. Um, this one's kind of controversial, Ooh, but uh-oh. my. Okay, actually, wait. Let me think. About it. <laughs> I think my alternate favorite, honestly, my alternate favorite is tied with okay. two, and okay. it's either. Um, my Best Friend's Wedding, or Notting Hill. I what? love both of those movies so much. <laughs> Don't even look at me like that, Morgan. <laughs> both of those movies oh my so God, much. I know that's about you. I feel like, I feel I like, listen, here's my opinion on that, is that, first of all, Teach I'm, their own. I'm glad that you like what you like. <laughs> Secondly, are you? <laughs> well, I mean, you know. <laughs> but, like, I feel like in my head, everyone, like, loves, it's like, oh, these great, like, Actresses of rom-coms, Meg Ryan, Sandra Bullock, Julia Roberts. So, like, you... But the stories that Julia... Like, her, the stories that she... The movies that she acts in, the stories that they tell, to me, are so jarringly different and almost borderline not romantic comedy. That's how I feel about Julia Roberts. Mm. I mean, again, you like what you like, and that's great, but, like... Wait, what did you, what was the first one you said? Oh, my best friend's wedding. My best friend's my wedding. My best friend's wedding makes me irrationally angry. Okay, okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> that's what was controversial. Here's the thing. That's, I literally said that. And also, that's I true. also said that my my favorite romantic comedy is You've Got Mail. Which is <laughs> collectively I all just of had to <laughs> offer some sort of um, alternate because yeah. we can't all three love you. Well, we can't. I mean, everybody can love You've Got Mail. Well, and everybody for does the love You've Got conversation. Mail. I'll say no. one of my other favorites is Two Weeks Notice. By, um, with okay. Oh, yeah. no, this is great. And Hugh Grant, that one's amazing. See, Naughty. Oh, I can't. Okay, I'm but like, on. we're gonna talk. We're gonna listen, that's not this the point. We have to talk about this book. So, Odette and yes. I are going to. This is Plot Twist by Bethany Turner. We're gonna read the back cover so you can kind of understand what the the the, the story synopsis. is about. I mean, also though, if you want to um, email us and tell us what your favorite romantic yes, comedy is, do. and even know. if it's You Got Mail, please we will do. love this. Um, if it's honestly, if it's Notting Hill. Like, I love you guys. Listen, I'm with you guys. I know how good of a film. But that also, is. if it's don't not, that's live okay. your dreams. Like, don't let people bash you. Okay. I just like, like I. I think you should live your dreams. It's just <laughs> like a romantic comedy to me. It's another genre. We could have a whole podcast mm. where we just don't even the, get me started. The genre Dream. of romantic. <laughs> no, done. Shut it down. Shut it down right now. Shut it okay. down. Uh, should I? I'll start. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Here's the back cover of Plot Twist. An aspiring screenwriter has a chance encounter with an actor who could be the man of her dreams. Over the next 10 years, she'll write the story. But will he end up being the star? February 4th, 2003 promises to be a typical day for Olivia Ross, a greeting card writer whose passion project is a screenplay of her own. But after she and a handsome actor have a magical meet-cute in a coffee shop, they make a spontaneous pact in 10 years. After they found the success they're just sure they're going to achieve, they'll return to the coffee house to partner up and make a film together. The only problem, Olivia neglected to get the stranger's name. But she doesn't forget his face or the date. Every February 4th for the next 10 years, Olivia has a date full of coincidences and ironies. As men come and go and return to her life, she continues to write, but wonders about the guy from the coffee shop, the nameless actor who she's almost certain turns out to be Hamish McDowell, a now-famous A-lister and Hollywood leading man. 
but a lot can happen in 10 years and while waiting for her uh, for the curtain wow for the curtain to her rise on fate the true story of Elizabeth or wow <laughs> <laughs> did I forget <laughs> that stroke But a lot can happen in 10 years. And while waiting for the curtain to rise on her fate, the true story of Olivia's life is being written. And if she's not careful, she'll completely miss the real-life romantic comedy playing out right before her eyes. Whoa. There it is. That was a tongue twister. That was a long one, too. <laughs> yeah. This is your copy, I believe, Miranda. Um, yeah. So really excited to kind of hey. dive into this book. Um, okay. And... Should we get start started. off with like overall thoughts? What was everyone's star rating? Star Did everyone everyone finished oh, it? Star rating. Yes. yes. Right? And what was everyone's star rating <clears throat> for the book? Um, I think three and a half stars. I gave it three and a half stars. That's good. I gave it, I mean, probably I would have given it three and a half, but because I rated it on Goodreads and they don't have half stars, much to my chagrin, I rated it I actually rounded down to three stars okay. for this one. I was also gonna say I rated it. Three stars, which some of those things I'll get into, but mm -hmm. um, I will say that it was a very easy read, mm -hmm. and I think that I really appreciate, and I know that we kind of talked about that in the beginning of this episode, but I really appreciated that based on kind of where we were at um, the last couple yeah, episodes. Because yeah, re Redeeming Love, while I couldn't put it down, it was a completely different reason why I couldn't put it down. This was just a fun book to read. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, um, her writing style was very enjoyable, um, very mm -hmm. relatable. Yes. Um, you felt like you were Olivia in a lot of ways. Like you could just yeah. relate to her um, as a human, as a woman, um, which I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I, I just enjoyed her writing style in general. Yeah, That actually segues kind of directly into one of the things that I had written here, and it was about first person point of view. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have, I feel like people have very strong opinions about first person POV. Do you, can you guys I, have Can I be honest? Yes. Can I be honest? Yes. I That's realized, <laughs> I realized, <laughs> I was reading first person POV about halfway through the novel. Oh, really? Well, yeah. About halfway through. I was okay. like, oh, this is in first person. I mean, that's, so, that just got caught up in the story. So yeah, there's, so there's that. Yeah. One of my favorite, I love a good um, like first person mm -hmm. POV, but one of my favorites is when you get to see both sides of the characters. So I feel like a lot of books that I like, it'll be like either one chapter or a paragraph break and then it'll be like the other person. And I really like how you're getting to see in the nuances of like human nature almost. You don't really see yeah. that in this, but like I really appreciate first per, but I also like some books flip between the two, but I feel like I kind of like when there's a consistency throughout the book, because I feel like it's easier for me to digest as like a reader. Sure. And feel part of the story versus like, Wait, is this the first, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Versus, yeah. Um, but then it honestly depends on how well it's done. But, but I this, like this it. didn't flip, did it? It mm -hmm. was just stayed for no. the moment. Which, which I really liked because yeah. I feel like I got lost in the story from the very beginning and was like, what's going to happen? You know, and it's kind yeah. of that that journey. Um, I love first person. It's <laughs> more than us combined. I love it. I do. And I part of me always feels like maybe it's because I love like chick lit type books, really fun romby type books and a lot of times those are written in first person okay. i love it i love it i feel like right like you get to kind of see inside the head of the character it makes the character feel very relatable and you're just like oh my gosh you can relate it to things in your own life even if the story is like nothing at all like your own life mm -hmm. i love that i love first yeah. person you okay. can kind of see their own experience along the way. yeah exactly. i did when asking that kind of same thing what were your thoughts on the fact that each kind of chapter was 10 years 
or a year a in year. between. Yeah, so it was just the same I, day every year. I kind of liked kinda that. Thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I, I think like um, there was a couple of chapters like towards the middle, like when the relationship between Olivia and Liam was really like picking up that I was like oh shoot like we're gonna miss so much of like what's happening mm -hmm. here but I think she did such a good job yeah. of recapping us and mm -hmm. bringing us mm -hmm. up to speed mm -hmm. very quickly and yeah that was great there was a movie that I saw oh my gosh I can't even remember it has Anne Hathaway and Jim Sturgis in it called One Day who the guy who was in um, Jim Sturgis yeah, Jim Sturgis I think that's his name oh I don't know I had actually I never seen Anne that Hathaway movie is. I've never seen it either. that came out like 15 years ago, ago probably. Ah, uh, not 15. Wasn't it like 2005? Was it? I'm going to look it up here. Oh, okay. Maybe it was like 2007. Well, um, um, anyways, but it's a very similar, um, like kind of, yeah, so basically they're like these college <laughs> friends and it's, um, they're, oops, I don't want to watch it. Um, 2011. Wow. Okay, well, it felt like 15 years ago. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I was going to say was, it's literally like these friends they meet in college, and then it's like their journey, and it's like you yeah. see them at different points, but it's literally on the same day every year. And it, I'm not going to spoil it for those who haven't seen it, but it, I felt like that was at sometimes harder to digest because you saw the characters downward spiral mm -hmm. in different ways throughout their life. But like this felt like a very realistic approach because I also don't think she spent too much in the beginning of each chapter rehashing the year in a way that I didn't want to read. Right, right. Yeah. I enjoyed that it was like the highlight moments, but she didn't, the chapters never felt too long. No. In, in my opinion, yeah. even though she spent the first maybe four to five pages in each chapter kind of talking about the last year and the journeys. Yes. And she also seemed to pick off pick back up right where she had left off. Yeah. So whatever they were kind yeah. of experiencing, she would explain it in a way that felt like, oh, as yeah. if you were catching up with a friend who you hadn't seen yes. every day yes. except that's February 4th. Also ironic that we're reading it in February. I know. Yeah. Every time anyone says ironic now, I just think of <laughs> the song that they mention. And it's Because February funny. 4th becomes, she dubs it, well, she dubs it a lot of day. things, yeah, but she, she does. does it ironic day ironic is day, one of the right. titles yeah. that it gets. Um, <clears throat> one thing I wanted to bring up too, and maybe this is something that I just don't know in my naivete about Christian fiction, is there wasn't any mention of God or relationship with him okay, or religion. Okay, okay. And so okay. I struggled with that. So I literally did a bunch of research on like what defines Christian fiction because I was so confused because I've never read a Christian fiction to my knowledge. Uh, yeah. I could not remember all the books where like there was literally no mention of God, even if, because most times the character, there's one character who knows God is like, at, at least in like the romantic chick, mm -hmm. it kind of lit uh, genre of Christian. Yeah. There's usually someone who knows God and whether it's a friend or someone or a love mm -hmm. interest, whatever. And then like throughout yeah. their journey, you kind of see their walk of faith. Yeah. And so it was really interesting. It wasn't mentioned and I kept, at all. No, Zero like it, mention of God. it wasn't even a, I mean, there was, and then I was like, okay, well, if, if I take uh, this, a step back. This was published by Thomas Nelson, yes. which is a traditionally Christian That's what I'm saying. Publisher. Cause I literally, yes. I literally looked at it cause I was confused and not in a bad way. I just was like, am I missing something? Mm -hmm. And then like you read her website and she talks about kind of her journey with deciding to go writing and how she sees God's hand in it. So clearly, mm -hmm. like, she writes through this Christian lens. Right. And there are things that you would say that, that, like, the characters do and don't do based on, like, you could tell a kind of faith-based life. But, like, sure. again, no mention of any of that. Yes. Well, anyway, what did your research find about so, what is Christian fiction? Okay. So, um, here we go. According to um, Robin Lee Hatcher, we all know is the author of the Christie books. Whoa. Time out. Absolutely not. That's wrong. <laughs> That's what it says here. Robin Lee Hatcher, not like Christy. 
The Christie book. The Christie. Like, Christie is written by Catherine, Catherine Marshall. Marshall. You talking about, like, the Christie TV series? No, the series. Look, it's... What? what I don't know. Say? This is literally, like, a website that I found where it says Robin... Is there a different series, like, called the Christie series or something? There must be. I, whenever you say the Christie books, I immediately think of Christie by Catherine Marshall. But maybe there's a different Christie series. Which? There's the Christie Miller series. Did That's she write that? I think so, yeah. Oh, oh okay. Uh, you should call it the Christie Miller I'm series. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Those very diff- two very different types okay. of books. Anyway. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> According to this woman who wrote a Christie book series, Miller. not the other one. Um, <laughs> um, so it says, Christian fiction is a category of stories written by novelists who Christian worldview is woven into the fabric of the plot and character development. Although this definition might seem either simplistic on one hand or overly broad on the other, a group of novels as comprehensive and as varied age, interest, spiritual death as its readership. C.S. Lewis resisted, for instance, the urge to label Christians for his, Christian for his novels, contending that he was simply creating a story. Um, but then it talks about how like he did a good job of this bridge between God and humanity was is a part of every Christian novel. Um, so then it says, because in the essence, Christianity is a relationship with, with God. A Christian novelist's well-conceived story in some way, whether directly or indirectly, can add insights into the reader's understanding of life, faith, and of the creative's, creator's yearning over his creation. So by that definition, then this wouldn't be a Christian no. fiction novel. No. Because it's not at all... Involved. I want to point out, though, I will say, mm-hmm. like, as kind of like a, I don't know, I feel like I sometimes have more people are like, this. Christian fiction equals, not like, there was nothing in this book that would be against the Christian worldview no, at all. No, that's what I mean, because there was not, like, it, there was well, no sex, no. there was no swear, you know, the, the oh, things. Be? Yeah, I mean, for some people, absolutely. Oh. The main character did a lot of drinking in the novel, and oh, yeah. some oh, and some Christians okay. are going to be uncomfortable. Some that's Christians true. aren't going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's Probably because some Christians are. Yes, oh, totally. I wasn't thinking about but that. But that was the only thing that could be contradictory at yes. all. There was no mention of. No, there wasn't any like swearing. There nope. definitely wasn't any sort of. Well, sex some on people, the page or premarital sex or some even, people or even like mention of like oh just looking at him. Oh, I right. can't even go there. You know, like, yes. so how there some people... Nothing, there was nothing, nothing even like that was that. very, very, like... Yeah. There was kissing, clean. but that was it, you know? That was it. Yes. yes. Well, but it. some Christians could find controversial kissing well, inside. Well, but come on now, people. <laughs> we can all get out of here. Everything. <laughs> um, also, I d- looked at the website of Books and Such Literary Management. So this is not, again... Books and Such Literary Management. Yeah, oh, anyways. Um, so at the most basic level... The book written through a Christian worldview, a way of looking at the world filtered as though, or through the truth taught in the Bible. So I feel like that's very similar. Or in Christian fiction, some books overly express elements of Christianity in a story, integrating things like prayer, church, and conversion. So I feel like those are the kind of things that that, are very normal to me, which is not like, again, I, I think I spent a good bit of time like reflecting on like, what like because I kept waiting for her as one of the years mm-hmm. to have some sort of come like to Jesus come to Jesus literally, literally. <laughs> <laughs> especially when like because because there there is parts like throughout the novel like she does kind of like kiss someone who's dating someone else like a couple of times so I feel like there could be considered that's like, technically true yeah so <laughs> there could be something to be said that like is. You know, that's twice. Like, twice. That yeah. two, it's two with, the, times. with the same guy. With the same guy. Right. <laughs> and he's Anyways. dating different people both times. Uh-huh. <laughs> Including our best friend, which best we'll get friend. into that. Oh, okay, we we better get into it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, Anyways, I think... but, like, it was just an interesting point of what I thought about, like, what actually defines Christian fiction. Yeah. And is it also that, like, it's relatively, quote-unquote, clean. So that's why, like, it can be published by a Christian, you know, author, even if it's not technically driving faith. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I just... 
thought that that was an interesting point. No, to bring I agree. Up I think that's to know interesting. Kind of and I think also to like bring up to the listeners too, like yeah. this, I I don't know that I would necessarily classify this as the, Christian. Fiction. The writer herself is Christian. She's professed that, and then the publisher is a, a Christian, Christian publisher. But the book itself didn't. It was definitely has, not has overly Christian. To do it has nothing to do with, with a biblical religion or biblical worldview or anything like that. That being said, it was it's enjoyable. Book. It's fun. Yeah, it's a great book. Probably enjoyed yeah. by anybody who who likes this type of book. Mm-hmm. Very Absolutely. Probably. There's yeah. nothing in it that you would no. have to be like, "Ooh, is there something I'm not going to want to read?" No, yeah. Yeah. not at all. Yeah. Okay, so, so uh, let's dive in. Yes. yes, this is very exciting. Um, okay, so basically, we meet her. It's 2003. Mm-hmm. She's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. in a coffee shop and she's trying to write called Mugs and Shops. Mugs which and Shops. I think this is a delightful coffee in Culver name. City, California, and she is trying to write a screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, she's getting hit on by all these guys. Um, and basically, exactly like the back cover says, yes. she has this meet cute with who she with who she thinks is well. She doesn't know at the time. A couple yes. of years later, uh, she thinks she discovers that he's a an actor, a famous actor, or an up and coming actor, but right. pretty well famous actor. At by the time she figures it out, um, <laughs> named Hamish McDougal, I think. Yeah, McDougal is yes. how you pronounce his name. Um, so a Which, Scottish actor. What a name. What a name. <laughs> Hamish. 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 Well, um, so basically, she's like, they are like, hey, let's meet back in 10 years and I'll have a screenplay and you can act my screenplay. And, and he talks about that he's going to bring his arms full of, of Academy of Awards. Academy Awards, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think also in the, this Me Cute, one thing to like talk about is that, that like literally she's like annoyed by him, which yes. I think is like a classic, which actually I did research on a Me Cute because of I was Of course you did. But like, listen, it's a classic example where like she's kind of annoyed by him in the beginning even though she thinks he's good looking she's like oh my god seriously like I just mm-hmm. want to write one other like, person hitting on me uh-huh. yeah. which is like a funny thing but we've all been in those situations where you're just trying to li- live your life and, and you know people we've are we've all been in those situations where so many men have hit on mm-hmm. you in a short span of time that you're just like ugh one more per- I've never been in that situation I just want <laughs> I don't know that it would right say here. like like there's been times where like I've been at a coffee shop working and throughout the day multiple like that's happened to me too and I'm gonna tell you right now I've loved it but like, this is great. What a great day. What a great day. I got hit off by three people. Well, like, also, you know what? Like, I got like, nowhere done, but I got hit off by three people. But like, people. In, in my experience, none of them were like weird that I felt uncomfortable, you know? And it sure. was like, so I I feel like from the, the tone of the book, I think it was that she was uncomfortable with it and was like, this is sure, not what I want. Fair, you know? And then that, that one guy, so then basically. The, the, the tote spirit out. Yeah. The like, doesn't she call him an urban cowboy or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he comes over after she is kind of okay with this. Uh, Hamish McDougal. But she doesn't know that that's not this She point, literally is like. Let's call it's, him that. No, but she calls him the sexy Irishman for a while. So she's like this guy, yeah. like not to his face, AKA but like afterwards. McDougal. AKA yeah. actually Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, anyways, and so she literally, so, so he's sitting there and like kind of doing his own thing. And he's like, I'm not going to bother you, whatever. So she's like, what, whatever. And then this urban cowboy comes over and starts talking to her. And then um, this sexy Irishman who doesn't literally find out his name. Um, he ends up like kind of helping her kind of navigate that and then they end up like talking for a yes. while and then that's kind of the that's how the, the meet cute yes. yes which I love a good plot where it's like you know what let's give it this number of years and then we'll meet that like really like 
strong, like, what is it? Um, an affair to remember, Sleepless mm -hmm. in Seattle. Yeah. That whole, like, I love that plot line. There's both, so much, like, both <gasps> films which were mentioned multiple times in this book. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's course. kind of the point. Also, here, also <laughs> great films. But, um, but yeah, like that kind of pull of your emotions, like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Exactly. What's going to happen? Oh my gosh, it's nearing the date. What's going to happen? Like, yeah. I love that anticipation. Well, and while we're talking about meet cute, so um, for the listeners and for everyone here, mm -hmm. a meet cute is a common scene found in romantic films in which the love interests first meet. The typical approach is these scenes is comedic and or romantic. They can include awkward misunderstanding, slapstick comedy, or love at first sight. In most cases cases the characters either feel mutual attraction aversion or some combination of the two the okay. term meet cute originated back in 1938 in the film bluebird's eighth wife claudette colbert and gary cooper meet while shopping for pajamas and it turns into a delightfully cute conversation hence the name oh my gosh claudette colbert and gary cooper yeah. originated the term meet cute yes. that is honestly I the best thing i've ever heard of i know right this this is is glad that i do research with these wow, that's amazing. Fabulous. Um, so now let's talk about the types of meet cute because oh, okay. i think yes. that that i can define love in, it, in my it. opinion what this one is okay so mm -hmm. there's pull slash pull the characters are instantly and mutually attracted to each other okay okay then there's push push. The characters are instantly or and mutually disinterested in each other. Good one. Then there's push pull. One character is instantly attracted, but the other character is disinterested. Then there's neutral nervous. One character awkwardly tries to hide their attraction while the other character is oblivious to the situation. AKA normal. Life. So that's like <laughs> not in a rope. That's just like life. That's not a romantic comedy <laughs> one. I'm not watching that that's one where it's neutral and nervous. Like, no thanks. I don't want to watch I that. I think this one was probably a. Do we want to say a pull? Pull? I'm not saying they were both attracted to each other. For sure. Yeah. For mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. um, so a year goes by. Yes. Yeah. And. It's February 4th, 2004. Yep. <laughs> and she's with, right? Isn't this yes. the one where she's with Liam? She's... Um, or she's right? with Liam in the beginning, right? Yeah. No. No, she's, she's not with Liam. She's, she's by herself. Yep. Yeah. She's, um, she's single. Oh my so gosh, she's. I have so many bookmarks in this. I'm sorry. So there's she is with Liam, which remember that name. It's a very important name for the rest of keep Book. it in your brain. Um, in your one brain. quick thing: Do we need to talk about her best friend Fiona? Because I feel like she's an integral part of this story. Yes, she is. We well, we can talk about it in yeah. the year. But she's she because she's in <laughs> the year 2004, which is past. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but no, because she's introduced in that first section because yes. she goes home. Aren't they roommates? Yes. Yes. Yeah, they're roommates at the time. So, like, she goes home and tells Fiona about this. And Fiona, being the very hopeless romantic that hopeless, she is, which is me, I just want to 100% I identify with. I'm definitely not that way. Fiona, more than I care to admit, but I do. But you're but also she, admitting it on this podcast. That's true. It's true. So, like, she immediately goes, oh my gosh. What a magical thing! Like this is gonna oh my be God. great. You're I gonna can't believe it. He's your future. Like she yes. basically goes yes. down, down the soulmates. Path. Like she just goes there. She goes there. Cause they they kind of have this like real cute like ending. To Absolutely, it, you know? yeah, they do mm -hmm. for sure. <clears throat> Okay. And so. we all have that friend in our life who like we we experience something major or minor with a guy and we call and we tell them and they're like, Oh my god. <laughs> which, Your babies will be so cute. Which for Odette and Madeline is me, which we <laughs> <laughs> I tend to be a little bit more cynical about those things. I mean you're I would not call you well anyways, that's probably okay. maybe a well, little bit. So but the next year she's with this guy, Liam, who is a lawyer. And, and they're at the coffee shop. That's and, every, yeah, yeah. They're at the coffee shop, and basically, you know, she's told, she's telling him like all about what happened, and yeah. Um, they have this really 
fun moment in that mm-hmm. coffee shop where she's like, because it sets his character up. Mm-hmm. Her and Fiona have this conversation. Olivia and Fiona have this conversation that sets Liam's character up to think that he's this very like dull, yes. um, lawyer intellectual type. Yeah. lawyer type, like all business, all work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they go to this coffee shop. She tells him all about what happened last year at the coffee shop with a famous actor. And they have this moment where he just starts saying the lyrics to Alanis Morissette's song, Ironic. Yes. Um, and she's like, this is funny. Like, this is funny. Like, what's happening right now? He's never funny. And then all yeah. of a sudden, he bursts into song. Like, he stands up in, in the, the middle coffee shop. of the crowded coffee bursts, shop. Bursts, starts crowded, singing yes. this song. It's like, hey, Okay, like, full out. Sings <laughs> this, wedding day. <laughs> full out sings this song. And she's, like, staring at him like... I'm so in love. Like, who is this person? Like, but then but she then immediately, is it. Immediately, but also immediately, like in her head, she shifts. Like, oh, we can't. Oh be my together. gosh, who is this person? Oh, we can't be together. He's a leading man, and I'm a side character. And leading yes. men don't get with side characters. And I always thought he was a side character, but now look, I guess he's, he's a leading, leading man. man. And, and I don't deserve because that because of that. Because is of that. Ridiculous. Mm. In so my <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I have, well, I have that written down too. That shows that that the way she sees herself, which I mean, we can all be accused of that. I think at certain times is like mm-hmm. at times it's easy to view ourselves kind of as the side character in our own story, like our own. You know what I'm saying? Instead yeah. of being the main character in our own story. Yeah. And so I think that what it plays to is like she when she thought he was like an average man, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he did something that she found spontaneous and funny and mm-hmm. out of character for him, and she was like, oh, well now I don't deserve you because yeah. I'm just like average. Oh, also like she's a right. green card writer so she kind of feels like and she's been struggling to write this screenplay. Like she yes. kind of each each year you kind of see her, her progression. Writer, she yeah. definitely like yes. does not have a lot of confidence in who no. she is and yes. her skill sets. Yeah. As and now she's as like 31 you know and trying to figure things out and yeah. navigate so yeah. So it's now 2005. 2005. Moving forward. Okay so I have a couple thoughts just kind is it, of. Is Arlo's notes about 2005? No, oh. no, this is about the whole book. Okay. <laughs> she just um, held up a paper um, that literally was like lots of things written on it. So I thought no, she had. A lot but of I had a couple of things specifically about the first part of 2005, and my first note is musical hater instantly distrusts the main character. She hates <laughs> musicals, and she also I... hates movies too. No, well, rom-coms. Yeah, she hates rom Well, that's setting it up. You're like, uh, ha-ha, you're in a rom-com. That's eye-rolling. She's definitely a movie lover, but she definitely, like, does not, like... But I want to genuinely talk about the fact that she hates musicals. And let's talk about that in our real lives. Everyone here likes musicals. I know Madeline and I do. You like musicals. Oh, heck yeah. I've I've seen many musicals. (laughs) I I also had this comment written down. Right? I didn't say instantly distrust. I said, okay, she... uh, I What did I say? Hates hates musicals, hate her. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a little strong comment. Honestly, like here's here's Mm -hmm. my genuine thing. Like, and part of it I know is because I love musicals so much. And I'm saying this with full knowledge that we we all mutually have a friend who hates musicals. And they're probably gonna listen to this. And they're gonna know I'm talking about them. But I wanna tell you now, whenever whenever anyone is like, I oh, I just can't get into musicals. Oh, I hate musicals. I'm like what the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, I don't, I, I cannot understand someone who's like, oh, I hate musicals. They're boring. I've heard that. I'm like, what musicals have you seen? I can help you and find if, better ones. And then if the, what they say, you feel like, well, that's not what, like, 
if you say the sound of music and you think that's boring, you know, but it's also you saw it when sound you were a child. No, I'm saying like people oh. who will be like, and you're but, like, well, what kind of musicals have you seen? Oh, the last and they say like, I saw was sound of music and I hate musicals. It's and like, you're like, come like on now. Okay, and you're like, okay. We're like seven years old. Yeah. yeah. Also, Whatever. you should watch Hamilton. Mm. Yeah. So, um, I feel also, like most people say that they're like, oh, it's so unrealistic. That's why I hate it. It's so unrealistic. People just bursting into song. I'm like, you want to talk about unrealistic? Unrealistic. Half the films that are made are most unrealistic. movies are unrealistic. Also, I burst into song periodically all the time, and I'm desperate for people to start dancing with me. I also, my husband will tell you that the first moment that he was embarrassed by me in our marriage was when I spontaneously burst into song and dance in the middle of a grocery store. I'd like to point out that three different people applauded me that day, and then was like, "Well done, friend," hiding his head underneath <laughs> something. But I'm like, this is my actual life, so this is not feeling yes. realistic. Yeah, to me. what are you talking about? Do I normally have? A whole chorus of people behind me, I think. No, that that's works. choreography in my that. mind. Yes, I wish I absolutely. Did. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love musicals and I love the musical soundtrack. So, like, uh, some musicals that I've seen, like in the last few, few years, of course, like La La Land and The Greatest Showman. I literally mm-hmm. listen to those soundtracks on Spotify, especially if I'm tired and yes. driving in the car. I literally roll down the windows and play it loud and sing because I, I love it. Yeah. I also love it when you watch a musical and listen to the playlist and you can like see it playing oh, out yes. in your head. Yes. Oh, Hamilton, like. There's just so many good ones. So, to, to me, also, so people who, who I wonder, too, I want to be like, who hurt you if you don't <laughs> like music? Like, did something happen? Also, were you forced to, like, watch too many of the child and you didn't like them? Or that was us, though, and we love You weren't forced, though. Oh, no, my, you weren't forced. My, our parents gave us a very strict set of what types of movies we were oh, allowed to true. watch, that's and true. a lot of them were, like, old Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals, and that was it. 19, 1956, Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Oklahoma. I a classic. A beautifully made movie. I love that movie. Okay, but we got to move on. So we're never going to have a podcast where we talk about romantic comedy movies as well as okay (laughs) the other thing uh, the other quick quick is this gonna be a quick well maybe we'll see anyone have any thoughts on cats the musical they talked about cats okay well here's here's the thing i hate cats you know this she's valid she's perfectly valid in her distrust of cats musical cats because that musical is it's weird. It's it's, it's very it's, weird. It's it's bad. I it's don't bad. know if it's, it's, it's sure. Have you seen the most recent iteration? Did you watch the newest one with Judy Dench? With, with Judy Dench no. type. No, I did not watch it. Thank <laughs> Wait, you very much. Wait, isn't Taylor Swift in that one too? Yeah, Everyone's absolutely. in that. Jason Derulo is in that. Judy Dench. <laughs> is, is it James Corbin James, in that one? <laughs> James Corbin. Yes. I like literally saw a trailer for that and I thought it was a joke. No, yeah, <laughs> you do. It's think real. It's also, like, it's real. I feel like I would watch like Lion King musical, also about great cat, like also about cats. Also but, like great about, cats. She goes great. Also about great cats. <laughs> Versus, like, that one's about, like, regular cats, I'm pretty sure. The alley cats. Alley, yeah. But yes. Jellico cats? Jellico cats are black here's, and white. Here's Jellico cats come out of there. Yes, they do. Um, here's the thing is, cats is the exception. Yes. Period. So. It is. It's a very weird. It musical. is the exception. It's weird. You can love musicals and hate and cats. hate cats, Fair and, and we still we still respect. Fair you. and square. Also, you can love cats and like musicals, and we'll still respect. We'll you still respect you, but we'll throw some shape. But why do we, you like cats so much? Yeah. <laughs> can you please explain why you love cats? Also, like if there's a deeper meaning to this musical, wow. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Anyways, okay. Moving well, I feel like on. Being at some very point, at some point, I think it was near this chapter, but it might have been a few chapters ahead. She made a comment about Scott Bayo. <laughs> Died laughing. I don't Scott know who that is. Who's that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> what? I'm going to Google it. She said, I can't dying. remember. Because I, I, guys, I had an ebook version, so I don't have the book in front of me, so I can't, like, pull the page. Um, 
<laughs> I'm like crying. There's like tears. Oh no! <laughs> Is it Scott Bayo? Like how do you spell Bayo? B. I think it's like B I O. Right? Yeah, yeah, Scott Bayo. So he was like. Um, <laughs> Okay, so she she has this like flash. She has this like moment where she's describing um, oh how she, why she's just Jody loves Chachi, right? Yes, Jody loves and he's Chachi. also yes. in Happy Days. Yes, I think it's a like, yes. Like, that's and boy, they're connected though. Those shows. Yes, right. I think so. Yes, um, but here's the thing: is she's having this moment explaining why she is a side character on not a leading he's lady, yeah. and she's like, "I've been in the presence of celebrities before, and I don't act like a leading lady would act. In the presence of celebrities, I act like a side character would act. Sure. In the presence of celebrities, she has this moment. She was like, there was one, there's one time when I went to this baseball game, and I literally sat next to Scott Bayo the whole time, and." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And she goes, what I I didn't say to him. <laughs> she said, I, I didn't make any comment about how I wanted Charles and charged me. <laughs> it's on page 51. Oh my gosh. Guys, I died laughing. Like, I don't know why no. I thought that was so what did funny. She say? Hold on. She says, um. <laughs> but so funny to me. Um, I was a big fan, though, of... Not the 45 minutes. Not once in the 45 minutes we spent seated next to each other in total darkness did I gush about how much I wanted Charles in charge of me. <laughs> I didn't... I hadn't begged for a Joni Loves Chachki reunion, but I did walk away with his mother's recipe for, for pork chops and fried apples. <laughs> It just I would like to. Really I hard. would like to point out though. I actually read that and I was like, honestly, if you could get it together enough to get his mother's recipe, that's for a big pork deal. chops and fried apples. Bravo to you. You're way more suave than you think you are. It's so that's true. hilarious. I wanted Charles in charge. That was so funny to me. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Okay, big Charles in charge family. Okay, and really. isn't family ties? Also, Charles in charge. Is it 2005 <laughs> when she starts thinking that um, the guy that she met in the coffee shop is Hamish McDougal? Hamish yes. McDougal. Yes. yes. And so there, there's this whole thing, and then she realizes, like, oh, maybe he wasn't Irish. He's pro- he's Scottish because Hamish is Scottish, not Irish. Well, her friend calls her, yes. yeah. Sexy Scottish Sexy guy. Scottish guy. It's mm-hmm. Hamish, by the way. Hamish. Hamish. What? Okay. I keep saying Hamish. That's <laughs> really bothering me. <laughs> sorry. Hamish. Hamish. Okay, guys. Focus. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm not going to promise that I won't do that again. <laughs> Okay. Hamish McDougal. So we need to take I, this chapter by chapter. I feel like the least. next big yeah. thing is like she breaks up. She has this like break. Obviously, she broke up with yeah. Liam, but, but they're still like but they're best, best friends. friends. Yes. yes. So after the years of their breakup, they're still best friends. She gets into this relationship with this other guy named Malcolm. Malcolm. They fall. Malcolm. <laughs> Malcolm. I'm so sorry. Guys. They fall like instantly in love. Like she thinks she's gonna marry and this guy. And doesn't Liam introduce her? Yes, because, yeah, they, because they, they went to law school. Yes, and they, law they went to uh, law school together. Yes. Oh, or something like that. Whatever. So they were. He was the one who introduced her. Anyways, he breaks her heart because he he cheats on her. He right. Cheats cheats on her yeah he cheats on her breaks her heart but breaks her heart but um they had bought tickets to italy and mm-hmm. yes. breaks her heart she finds she finds out he's cheating but she he just lets her keep the tickets to italy so, so she just goes to italy not total for, loss for i feel like that's year. not a total loss no. though she goes for a year also she can we say about, about like for a year. but what happens um we're, we're missing a big part though right before like, she Right oh. after she finds out that Malcolm cheated, yeah. and right before she leaves for Italy, because Liam knows that, Liam, that 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 because him yes. and Liam, because they're Malcolm are friends. Yeah. Well, he and uh, Olivia, are Olivia, are best Olivia. Are yes, best friends. but him and Malcolm are also friends. Yes. So Malcolm was telling him things about that like happened. So Olivia didn't even know all the details. Yes. So then Liam tells her some details. Long story short, basically, 
professes feelings for her. Liam professes feelings that he for her. Still, yes, that yes, he, that he, he still, still has feelings, feelings for her. But they've been like broken up for like two years at yes. this point. Yeah. And she also, in a vulnerable state of being broken up to and having a broken heart, I think it just doesn't go very well for either of them, no, you know? No. And she just like decides to up and like go she, to Italy. She goes to Italy and she stays there she for doesn't a even, year. She doesn't even say goodbye to him. Also like no, Fiona's no. living in Paris at the time. That's right, right. Because they had and been in a fight. They'd been in a fight and she hasn't talked to Fiona in a while. When like they were like childhood best friends. Yes, yeah. besties. So here's the deal is she goes to Italy knowing that she's actually in love with Liam as well, but she didn't say anything to him about it. No, she and she let him profess it. her feelings, and she didn't even let him, like, she didn't even say goodbye to him. Like, they just no, had this no. awkward exchange, and then she wasn't leaving for Italy for a couple of days, didn't say anything to him. He was even like, do you need help packing? Let me know. She said nothing. She didn't tell him when she left. She didn't ask for a ride to the airport yeah. or anything. And so, like, it just kind of left a weird, painful yes. place in his life. Yes. And she just is like trying to get over it because also I think she was shell shocked and then like had kind of an awkward exchange where she kind of reacted weird. Like it was just yeah. a weird, yeah. awkward it was, it situation. Was awkward. Sure, yeah. Um, so she's like spending a year in Italy trying to get her life back together, pining for Liam basically. And Meanwhile, me oh, go ahead. makes up with Fiona. Yes. Yes. Which, like, yeah. very positive. We love female friendships. Tries to go see her in Paris. LOL, that didn't work out. Yeah. But makes up <laughs> but with then, her. Then it talks about the whole, this is another random thing that I think is hilarious. Because, again, like, the whole Scott Bayo thing. She goes into, like, Vera Wang's bridal shop. And who's getting fitted for... Eva Longoria. Oh, my gosh. Eva Longoria's there getting fitted a, for... And she has a conversation, just a casual conversation with Vera Wang and, and Eva, Eva Longoria. Longoria. And, again, I'm just like, this is so... Like, also, I, I don't think you're a leading lady after that. I feel like I don't I understand. Know. I was like, how can you just like casually have a? It's Eva Longoria. Like, come on. But also, anyways. to be fair, I don't think you need to meet celebrities in order to be a leading lady. But I'm just saying, like, the things that happen no, to her. No, but are I, very ironic I'm like, a, and, like I'm like a weird, like blubbery mess around celebrities. I can't even be trusted to speak a coherent sentence. Like, there's remember, no way. Do you remember Ralph Macchio? Macchio? Yes, I remember Ralph Macchio. I don't, <laughs> Madeline and I, okay, it wasn't even a chance We weren't even, okay. Just we tell were, us. We were at Comic-Con, first of all. So, we were standing in line. Our, our middle sister, I'm the oldest, Madeline is the youngest in our family. We have a middle sister. And she is obsessed with the Karate, the karate kid. kid, but specifically Johnny Lawrence, a.k.a. Billy Zabka. Yes. So, this was the Karate Kid's, like, 30th anniversary, I think, when we went to Comic-Con, New York so. Comic-Con that year. And so they did like this panel about the Karate Kid and all this stuff. And so they had um, Martin Cove, Billy Zapka, and Ralph Macchio, where you could go and stand in line and pay to get their autographs and pictures of them and all of that stuff. It's a huge scam. Anyways, so but also we, you paid the money, but we, we did it. Did it? No, we, we dutifully did it. We were standing with our sister. While she was waiting in line for she Billy, had to Billy meet Zapka, so Billy Zapka, one of her icons. Yes. Mm -hmm. So she went and. <laughs> First Billy Zapka's line is right next to Ralph Macchio's Ralph line. So we're standing there looking at Ralph Macchio's line, and Madeline and I are freaking out. We're, we're like, literally having panic we attacks. We could, like, we kept saying, Because or, of Ralph Macchio? Yeah, yes. because, because of Ralph, Ralph Macchio. Macchio. Listen, so then he, so we kept saying, like, <laughs> we, kept, we kept saying horrifying things, like, I could jump over all of these people and I could jump over the stanchion right now, and I would be touching Ralph Macchio. Like, we kept saying all Out this. loud? <laughs> Yes. Good. What? So, so, so then anyway, so we get up to Billy Zapka, who we don't even, uh, like, I mean, we care. He's a good, he's a nice guy. <laughs> but, like, but like, we weren't, we were like, not there for, so to see Billy Zapka. So Molly she played it cool and all of that stuff, and he was very kind. There weren't that many people in his line. Everyone was in, was in line for Ralph Macchio. So he comes around the table after, like, he signed um, our sister's picture, and then he comes around the table and, like, gives, gives her a hug and kisses her on the cheek, 
And then he does the same to Madeline and I. And he goes, don't tell your boyfriends I did this. And then he was like, hi, bye, have a nice day. And we walked away from the table. And Madeline and I just looked at each other. And I was like, what the heck just happened? I'm literally shaking. And so we looked down at our hands. Our hands were shaking. Because we had met this guy. And he kissed us on our cheek. And we literally didn't care about it. But then we were having like a panic attack. Because it was I thought I was going to pass out in the middle of the Javits Center at New York City. And we went back, and my husband was there, and our dad and mom, and we were telling them all about it. And they were just like, you guys need to sit down. Molly was the calm one, and our sister was the calm one, and usually that's not the way to do it. That's usually reverse. It was hysterical. It was hysterical. So anyways, that's our story. It makes you feel better. I had a similar encounter with a celebrity of, well, I mean, I think he's a celebrity, but like a comedian, a Christian comedian. Who is it? John Christ. I went to go see him at a you show. You went saw John Christ? Okay, like, when? Like, literally, I don't know, in 2017, I had friends who, like, had, like, VIP tickets. I, and she I was like, hey, because her husband couldn't go. And so she was like, so like, it was like VIPs, we could do this small show and, like, then a meet and greet, okay? Mm-hmm. So we're like, so we do the small show. He, like, does kind of some test jokes or whatever and whatever. It's like, there might be 25, 30, 40 of us, you know? It was a small group. Sure. And then, like, he was going to go get ready for the main show. So, we're, like, waiting in line for pictures. And I was like, I don't even know that I want to do this. Da, da, da. Well, but we did it anyways. And so, I'm literally standing in line. Oh, my God. And I, like, I, it's not that I don't care. It's just that, that like, to me, it was like, oh, no, I got, it's an average person who's funny. Like, whatever. Like, I was excited to go to a show, yeah. but I wasn't like, yeah. oh, my God, it's, he's on my list of people to meet. I mean, sure. great. He's a funny comedian. Whatever. So, I'm literally standing in line. Oh, no. <laughs> Also, he's very tall in real life, like very okay. tall. This is hilarious that you're saying that because have you seen the running joke on his Instagram is that he's short and he keeps going on and on about how <laughs> no, he's, he's so two. tall. I have a picture I can show you. Okay. okay, but literally, so I go up there and all of a sudden my hands start to shake oh, uncontrollably. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like this and I'm like trying to not because I'm actually not nervous to meet him. And then literally we like stand there, my friend and I for a photo and I'm like, oh, it's bad. My, and I was trying not to shake, and he goes, wow, someone's nervous. And I was oh, like, no. <laughs> yeah. And, like, if you look at the photo, it's just the most wild thing. And then I, I wasn't actually nervous at all, but it literally oh was, like, God. for some reason, like, the closer you got to the line and the more, like, you felt like <laughs> the pressure. Well, because also it felt like I was one of those people who waits in lines to meet a celebrity. And I was like, You were one of those people. <laughs> you were. And I was were. literally like, oh, because, like, I also oh was like, God. oh, I don't care about getting a photo. But anyways, literally, like, oh, it wasn't no. just that, like, afterwards, it was, like, literally he felt my hand because like we went over and like he like put his arms around oh my, my friend gosh, and I, and I was like, like oh, somebody's nervous. Oh, no. and, I, and then I oh, thought and then I had this thought like well now would be the time to be funny like now and I was just like ah, yeah. <laughs> like, I could, like I think I could have had a moment where I was like funny like that could have been my chance yep, to be like you really did not no I think because I was so like embarrassed and like oh, I didn't know how to no. stop my hand oh, and then my face no. started flush it was a whole scene oh, oh. that sucks I'm okay. sorry anyways <laughs> So like we've we all experienced. We've all been there. So yeah. what we're saying is we've so all I, been there. I, exactly. So honestly, I idolize Olivia's way of right? meeting Freaking like famous English celebrities. Scott Bayo. <laughs> Scott Bayo. I'm getting the rest of it. Um, okay. okay. So we got to keep so, moving here. Yes. Um, so she comes back. So she decides she to come back, back to Italy. California. Yes. She, she after being there a year, and she the realization is that right that she's like oh. I'm in, I'm in love, I'm with, love with Liam, but guess Liam. what? Guess who started dating while she was in Well, Italy? guess who called Liam and talked about it. Oh, my gosh. Wait, what? She, she knows about it, doesn't she? Yeah, she knows about it. 
At this point, she knows that they've dated. Yeah, yes. Because yes, Fiona yes. asked her. No. Yes, yes no. she does. Wait, what? No, I thought she didn't learn about it until the airport when she's drinking those mango margaritas. No, she knows exactly about it. That's why she's stalling at the airport oh, drinking mango margaritas. And okay. that's why she talks about later how she felt bad because in that moment when she thought Liam was like making another pass at her, she was like, I was going to run away with another man's another oh, woman's right. Hamish. boyfriend. What is right? it? Hamish. <laughs> oh my gosh, Hamish. <laughs> Okay, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> there was a need for a pause. I honestly thought it was because the way I pronounced Hamish. Ha- oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, like hey, like hey. horses. Hey, Mish. Hey, hey Mish. Mish. Hey, Mish. Yeah. For those of you who are also struggling, I'm <laughs> glad that I can be here with you. <laughs> One thing you'll you'll find about me oh. is pronunciations are not my strength, but I give it my darndest try every time. That's true. Okay, so let's talk about right. this encounter with um, Olivia and Liam at the airport. At the airport. So oh she, my gosh. She's, yes. she's come back. She's stalling. She's on her third mango margarita. <clears throat> been there. Yes. In the airport. <laughs> I mean, right? We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> I... I've drank a couple of beers in the airport, but never mango margaritas. I actually don't. The cost. That. That's so true. Also, they're like $25. Right. So. And she mispronounces the bartender's oh, name. Oh it's not just mispronounces. No, it's a totally different name. name. She's like Josh. She's like, his, his name tag says Todd. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what to tell you. I call him Josh. He's fine with it. <laughs> this Anyways. author, Bethany Turner, um, her dialogue is honestly hysterical. Fabulous. Like she, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Is there so many moments that are really really funny um but this this scene in the airport with Leanne and yes. Olivia so uh, she's on the phone with Fiona she's right been texting her she's, she's texting been, her. oh she's been texting her so does she know yes that Liam is there with her that they're oh that's yes, right because she was gonna go pick her yes, up at the yes. airport that's right but then he be because she wasn't waiting out at, at baggage claim or whatever he literally mm-hmm. bought a ticket to Sri Lanka bought a ticket it was the cheapest one to right and then goes to check on her so he finds her Deep at the airport, cups, yeah. as they first say. red flag. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Or like, right, first red flag because he's for dating Fiona. her best friend. Also, for Fiona. can we talk about one thing? Time out a second. Um, before this airport scene, I would not be okay with a best friend dating guy that I was. But dating. doesn't Fiona ask Olivia? Yes, but I'm saying she says it's okay. Oh, but like, she to totally me, asks for I, permission. But also, like, I would not be okay with that. No, me neither. I, Never, I think regardless Olivia's of when insane. we broke up, I think that that's absurd. I also like can't imagine like I. No. She never. fully brought this on to herself because she full well knew she was in love with Liam. And I can go ahead. I can one hundred percent see myself doing the same thing. That's insane. Be I, I agree being that being the insane. one who lets someone else date someone or mm-hmm. being like if I dated someone mm-hmm. and then I intentionally chose to let them go and then I had but like whatever and then my best friend was like, Listen, I think I've started to have feelings for this person. I would not feel like I had the right to be like, Oh, I still have feelings for them back off. I'd be like, Oh, I let them go, I made my yeah. choice. Yeah, of course, of course, okay. I can actually see myself saying that. So I agree. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. But I can see how she got there. Yeah. I have. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, and it does, some people, that's like a, it happens and it's fine. But I just think it's like, it's an interesting thing to, to bring up where like the idea of like, oh, this person who's really close to you and then, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes. it's just, and, yeah. and maybe it depends on the, the situation. Also, I think there's a lot of factors as to the level of dating that you were with this person. Like, were you dating them for seven years? Like, were you in love yeah. with them? Versus right. like, versus like, 
how her and Liam actually dated was a very short period of time. So one could but argue- But then they were best friends, friends and yes. she did realize that she was in love with him. So that's also like, she should, but I also understand, she just never said it, you know, I don't yeah. know. It's it's a very convoluted plot. Otherwise we would have no book. That's true. If it was, if everyone just said exactly go. what they were thinking, we would have no book. So <laughs> we wouldn't have a lot of movies either, to be honest. She right. ends up, it's February 4th, of course. Of course, naturally. Um, she ends up, uh, Liam ends up seeing Hamish walk to the airport. He's like, this is it. This is your February 4th moment. Go get him. Here, take my ticket to so-and-so. To Sri Lanka, which is yeah. where yes, they, yes. like, They'll always have, always have Sri Lanka. Because that was how they ended yes, their her and, first, yes. and Irish slash Scottish sexy guy was literally in the, the coffee shop. He, they had this whole running joke when they when, when he was trying to help her away from the weird cowboy guy mm-hmm. that, like, they, they we'll fell in love in Sri Lanka. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Anyways, it doesn't end well. She doesn't that, meet him. She yeah. doesn't talk to him. She doesn't. She doesn't get a chance to see him. Um, and we another year the passes. Next year. next year passes. And this one is a very interesting year. Is this the one? This is the one Ooh. where we start this February fourth with Liam and Olivia and Fiona's parents, mm-hmm. and they're waiting for Fiona to arrive in her apartment. In her apartment, because they're all going to go have dinner together. At like mm-hmm. a nice restaurant. Fancy but Fiona's restaurant. taking a while. Cause she's at work and she's like doing something. I think she's yes. a celebrity stylist or something. She changes jobs so much. Oh, yeah, she has a lot of different jobs. Liam and Olivia go into the kitchen. They're gonna wash some dishes. They're gonna talk about why Fiona is late. They're gonna talk about and then their feelings for each other, question mark, question mark? Where did that come from? But well, then also, doesn't she at that point, or wait, is it before or after that that she realizes that he's gonna propose. That's well, it's in that moment. Yeah, it's in, that in the kitchen. She okay. like realizes like, oh my gosh, you're gonna propose you're gonna to propose. Fiona. But they both they he asks her like point blank, do you have feelings for me? And she lies and says no. Ugh. And yes. she full out lies to him. Because she's like, meanwhile, in love and tortured every day that her, oh that Liam and, this, like, and her, that Liam and Fiona are together. He's yes. literally like contemplating proposing to her, to her best friend that night. They have this intense moment. They start making out in the kitchen, in the kitchen, with her, with in her apartment with her parents in, in the, the no, other not her parents, Fiona's parents in the. That's other what I meant. Fiona's, Fiona's parents. parents. And Fiona's apartment. It's Fiona's apartment though. Fiona's apartment. Fiona's parents in the next room. He's contemplating. He's contemplating proposing. To Fiona that that night, and they're like, and they start making, making out in the kitchen. Also, like, I'm sorry, I don't understand how you can tell someone no, I don't have feelings for you, and then decide to make out with them when they're dating your best because friend. the chemistry. Well, was because so because it happened the other way around. Because they started uh, kissing, and then and then he's like, "Do you have feelings?" For and me? then and she like, no. she said no, but he was like, "What the heck?" I, I we know that's making okay. Because no, you kissed wrong. me back. Basically. Your feelings were in your kiss. You actually you, you have to love me. Like I know what I I just love you. I don't love you. And then she bows out of dinner. She's like, okay. She's like, I can't Bye. be privy to this. What have I done? What have I done? And she's Next like, year. All Needless That's to it. say, Liam and Fiona broke up. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he told and, and he, he told her why. He one hundred percent takes the blame. He's like, listen, I still have feelings for Olivia. I kissed and her. And I kissed her. It was my fault. My misunderstanding. She doesn't have feelings for me back. She told but because me she did. I still have feelings for her, we can't be together. Boom. And then he moves. And so then Fiona and Olivia's relationship sh- is intact and yes. and they fine. had to work through stuff. They had to though. work well, through stuff, sure. but it's salvaged. And they're just like, okay, well then our our mutual plight now is just going to be Liam from this point yes. on. Yes. And then he moves after that. Moves to Boston. To good old Boston. Which P.S. if you haven't been to Boston. Odette totally is nutsos for Boston. She <laughs> loves Boston, right? Nobody's denying it. She it's loves true. Boston. It's true. I always say every time that I go that I move there if I can. The next yes. chapter is perhaps my favorite chapter in the novel. 
It's the Getty Center chapter. Oh, it is literally this is a great chapter. chapter with the so one funny. where she's <laughs> guys. It is she's so on funny. auction. So, First of all, her commentary about Ray Fine. About Ralph Fiennes. And also, honestly, also about George Clooney. (laughs) She's so indifferent towards George Clooney. This whole, she's literally getting hit on by George Clooney. And Ralph Fiennes. And and Brie Fiennes. And, who's the, well, Hamish McDougall. Hamish McDougall. Uh, All three of them. So she's at this, so like, this. Let's explain. Celebrity gala. Yeah. Fiona is in charge of this big charity and all these celebrities have been invited. And there's basically like an auction type of thing. A first dance auction. So you can bid on the people that are there. And she gets thrown in as a stand-in. Olivia gets thrown in as a stand-in at the last minute. So people are bidding on her. Ralph Fiennes bids on her. Rafe. George Fiennes. It's Ralph. It's pronounced Rafe Fiennes. It's pronounced Ray? Rafe. Rafe? No, Rafe. it's not. That's a lie. Look it up. Voldemort? It's pronounced Rafe? Rafe. Rafe? Look it up right now. That's going to bother me so he much. He pronounces his name Rafe Fiennes. I don't like him as much I used to spell that. Ralph. It's spelled <laughs> Ralph. I was like, Madeline, why are you saying it so weird? Um, but listen, okay. George Clooney basically ends up bidding like $60,000. But then Hamish McDougall is there and he is also he bidding. Bids even more. He and George Clooney are in a bidding war. And then at guess the very right. last minute, guess who swoops in and wins her? It's so irritating. Her, her stupid s- cheating ex, Malcolm. It's horrible. What does it say about it? Listen. Rave. Oh my gosh, you turn monger. It's called, he pronounces it Rave? Rave. What a weird, freaking Lord Voldemort, am I right, ladies? Ugh. <laughs> he shall not be named. She literally kept saying, like, I can't believe, like, I, uh, if he if he wins this bid, like, I'm just going to have to, like, focus on, <laughs> focus on, what's the movie? Which, um, honestly, he's not a bad-looking man. What's the movie? Harry Potter? No. no. <laughs> oh, the English, the, the English, English patient's like, I'm just going to have to focus in on the English patient and try to, try to not think about Lord Voldemort right now. Like, <laughs> honestly, though, he's, I mean, he's a good-looking guy. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if he's I mean, insufferable. But, but <laughs> George Clooney. I'd rather have George Clooney. Also, the fact that she's literally annoyed. She's true. literally annoyed that George Clooney. So she's um, yeah. She's literally like trying. So she's like, funny. I can't talk to you, George. Some other time, George. Also, can we talk about how George? in this moment, like Fiona just like puts her in the the center stage and kind of forces her, which I think true friend female friendships have been like this in my life. When, when you're not seeing yourself in the light that you should. And then a friend yes. comes along and is like, no, I'm going to do this thing for yeah. you. And even though you're terrified. And she yes. like basically says she, she's a screenwriter, a screenplay writer for a screenwriter uh-huh. for, um, soon heart to be, light, yeah, heart, yeah, like which heart, heart light is their hallmark in the book. But yes. anyways, and she basically says she's this like great screenwriter, you know, and all this stuff. And then she's like wearing this designer mm-hmm. dress and it's a whole thing. And yeah, it's amazing. So then, so, so Ma- she like dances with Malcolm, it doesn't end well, blah, blah, blah. She Fiona tries to run after Hamish. Amazing moment where she like totally tells Malcolm off and it's beautiful yes. and amazing. Again, and another friend in, in a best friend moment. You do. It's wonderful. Um, and then but another then year Another ends. ear. Year. Another ear. Another, another ear. ear, too. Wow, are we but all collectively she, having strokes? Apparently. <laughs> but she runs after Hamish, doesn't get him, another year ends and it's weird. Okay, next one. 2008. Wait, what is this one? Oh. Did we skip yeah. around? No, we didn't. This is the Boston one, right? Yes. Yes. I yeah. think so. Oh. Yeah. So this, this one, one I have a lot of issues with. I have a lot of issues too. So she ends this up going to Boston, toughies. which is her hometown, ironically, where Liam moved to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that she knows that, though, does she? No, she doesn't know. She doesn't know that he she moved to Boston. She does not know that no, he moved to Boston. She doesn't know he moved to Boston. We know as the reader yes. that he moved to Boston then. Yes. No. 
No, we don't know. We don't know until that moment when we... Oh, yes. When they're at the dance club. So they're having this reunion with their parents, um, with her brother. Her brother's getting... Her brother is uh, getting married again. Mm -hmm. It's lovely. They're going to go out with her brother and some of her brother's friends. Yes. They go out to this club, and Liam just shows up. He's there. With this girl that he's dating. is there. Yes. And instead of doing the right thing... Which would be to stay in your seats and socialize at the club like normal adults. Mm-hmm. They go off by themselves. To Starbucks. Just the two of them like to what? go get coffee together. Yes, I agree. You're While sad. his significant other is up in the club. They've been together for three weeks. Actually, I don't know. We don't know, wow. but we are soon. Is her name Sarah? <laughs> Samantha. Oh, Samantha. That's what it is. Like, I was going to say, I feel like part of it, though, is like, she. they've only been together three weeks, and he's like, this is my old friend. Like, he does not tell his no. SO right now. Oh, that, like, I had, I had huge problems with it. Also, they end up, like, kissing in this... Spoiler, they can't right, help right, themselves. Yeah, also, like, they can't help themselves. <laughs> I'm not saying sure. that's an excuse. Like, can I just no. talk about? I have this thing with, and I will not go on a rant because I could for a while. But oh, like, boy. one of my big pet peeves about like romantic movies or books or things like that is like someone's with someone else, mm-hmm. and then they meet someone out of a supposal attraction or like chemistry or whatever, and they kiss or whatever with mm-hmm. this person, and all it would take, all it would take, is a phone call to say, hey, actually. I'm with I'm hanging out with this person mm-hmm. and you're like whatever <laughs> to me it's like a thing with Liam like I don't understand like I understand that there are people who like you can't quit like I get that but there's just a part of me that I'm like I don't understand why like he put himself in this situation again when the reason why he left last time is because he made out with Olivia yes. when she was dating his best friend and also I I will I'm gonna go ahead and say it I think that you're a bad person like I don't think you're a good person <laughs> if you continually are doing this to yourself when you're in a relationship with other people you're proving yourself untrustworthy in relationships. Because Olivia, right, right. I'm not, you know, in her, but, but I'm saying when, when she does this, she's not like dating anyone when she. Yeah, eats. she's single. And. Not and that I'm justifying that, because it's still like you, she knows that, that he's sure. dating people both times. Absolutely. And she's an equal part And in she the kisses kissing. him. Yes. She, so yes, in she the last time, she one. initiates this kiss. Yes. And, but, um, and, but, and I don't think that either of them, like, went into it with. No, I think they were just going to catch but up. But he's in a relationship. And he also, and like, pays for their coffees if they're on a date. Yes. And mm-hmm. he has had a very similar situation with this girl before. So, to me, it's yeah. very, like, I, red And I don't know if he also thought that, like, because they hadn't seen each other in a while and, like, all this kind of stuff. I don't know if he thought. Because now it's been, at this point, about two years, I think. Yes. Because, like, the la- the previous year yes. was the, the whole, like, yeah. auction thing. But, like, I don't know if a part of him was hoping that it wouldn't be this way. I don't know. But I still Who think, knows? like, no. Yeah. I also think, like, to me, that's, like, a red flag. Yeah, I really, I was pretty mad at that um, whole situation that they allowed themselves to yes. be put into. And there's, it, it seems in some of these books, it feels like a glorification of, like, and a justification of, well, there was chemistry. And you're like, yeah, but that's not an excuse. Like, you're with someone else. Like, you actively chose to not be with them, Olivia. You told him that you didn't love them when you actually did. And also, Liam, you decided to go move away and be with someone else. Yeah. To me, to me, that's probably, like, if we're going to factor in any sort of, like, Christian worldview into this one, even though we kind of decided at the beginning that this wasn't really Christian fiction, yeah. classified as Christian fiction, this to me is like a really big issue because it's just, it's we're almost romanticizing the idea of disloyalty yes. in romantic relationships. And then and, it's par for the course. And there's no, you can't go there. Like there's, 
Well, because also there's something to be said that if this book is in this genre, I mean, I know that we said it's not, is like the idea of like, even if they're not talking about God, shouldn't it be that like the expression of his character would be that, that you're honest and truthful with your the people around you, do you know what I'm saying? And also too, the fact that he just called her his, his old friend when like the last time he saw her, he literally was gonna propose to her best friend but told her he was in love with her. Like to me, yeah. that right. there's a lot of red flags and yes. I also know that we're all on our own journey, but honestly, I would advise if Olivia was my friend to run like fire or whatever away from him. Yeah, yeah. So we all found that problematic. Yes. Um, so anyway, so first of all, that was actually not 2008. That was 2010. Oh, that happened. So we oh, skipped yeah. a couple things, but that's, that's okay. fine. Keep it going. It's fine. That was that was the next big thing that happened. Um, okay. So then 2011 screenplay i don't have any i actually don't have any notes past she finishes the screenplay right mm-hmm. yeah you don't have any finishes. notes about the end past yeah. no because i because i read it on an ebook oh god and it's harder for me to take notes when i'm reading mm-hmm. it in e but um so she finishes her screenplay yeah, finishes ironically her screenplay. on february 4th of course. of course and then her and uh fiona mm-hmm. are going to go out and celebrate yes. but then they end up going instead because now fiona's job is i think this is probably her 11th job throughout the book. i think this is the celebrity stylist job no, the, isn't this the one where, where she's working at the movie? I think that's later. Oh. Isn't this the celebrity side? I can't one? remember. I can't keep him straight. No, this <laughs> is because, remember, she meets, like, the guy, um, the young no, guy. that's next year. That's the next, yeah, yeah that's what that's I'm saying. Year. So what happens in 2011? because, look, she says, I dug into her bag and pulled out the phone. It just says Giselle. When she has all those weird oh, celebrity yes, things, that's yes. the celebrity okay, stylist okay. job. Okay, right. So, anyways, um, okay, yeah. So, so I, don't I don't know that anything this is good happens in 2011. I don't think so. So, they, the next year... 2012 is, is where... Remember, she takes that drive. She finishes her screenplay. She's so excited. She takes that, like, long, ridiculous yes. drive all throughout the country. Oh, and is basically trying to redeem... Because in her mind, at this point, it's been, like, what, eight years? And every February 4th, something happens. It's a whole thing. And so she decides she's going to go back to all the places because she just, like, thinks it's been frequencies. She's trying to redeem February 4th in her mind. Right. Then, flash forward to 2012... Um, so this is where she's working for the the movie company or the guys. Fiona, like she's Fiona, not, is. Fiona is. Yeah. Fiona is. That's what I meant. Sorry. Um, so Fiona's working for the movie company. February fourth comes around. Fiona's like, "Oh, let's do something." And Olivia's like, "No, let's not do anything." She's like, "Well, at least come into the office with me." Yeah. And then so they end up having this a argument, huge fight. But they they find out or oh, Fiona um, tells Olivia that Liam is getting married. Yes. To the same, to the woman, to Samantha, Samantha, that he was dating. So apparently they made up. And then throughout their fight, Olivia finally tells Fiona that, like, she's been in love with him forever. And when they were, that she's, that when they were dating, the it was really hard. stupid love of his, stu- of her stupid life. Yes. <laughs> that's that's how she says it. That's what she says. Yeah. Um, okay, but we have to get to the end. Yes. yes. Okay, so okay. the last chapter. This is the last, 2013 is the last one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so now she is starting a new job. Olivia she's is a new job as a working for Heartlight. Yeah. Yes. The the that which starts a production company. The pre- right. Which the production so, side. So the whole point is it's like Hallmark. Right. right of course. So it's greeting cards and then like which yeah, cheesy um, movies. Uh, uh, I feel like Hallmark has a card line called Heart Love or something. Heartlight oh. or something like that. So. Anyways, yeah. Hmm. She ends up going to lunch with a coworker. 
who's a, a male co-worker who oh, she thinks who is kind of cute and she's 40 she now up. and she he's like and he's like 29 or something 20 she needs up telling him number. this whole story yes. but also danish like danish mcdougall yeah and danish Feb- did you just say danish mcdougall i said hamish mcdougall <laughs> and hamish morgan you pronounce it hamish and february 4th and she tells him this whole story and he is literally like are you kidding me right now <laughs> you need to go to the you have shop. to go to this coffee shop he could be there yeah. right yeah. now and he literally explains to her how her life is actually sleepless in Seattle yes. and how she needs to get over there because he could be there And right he's now. basically convincing her that she's the Meg Ryan, she's the, the lead in, in, yes. in her she's own story because she's again, she's stuck lady. with this idea now but even she's though she's, she's had success. Joan yes. Joan and she says that and I just think it's a, this moment where she realizes that she can actually take control. She's had other throughout the book, but now she's like, I might as well go for it. Like, what do I yes. have to lose? So she's like, where is this coffee shop? And she looks up and she's like, oh my gosh, it's across the it's street. Right across so the she walks across Across the street. Well, because because Fiona, Fiona, is, with this yes, Fiona, Fiona is like, hey, I'm with my boss Gus from this movie company, and we are looking at Hamish McDougal for a part. And oh Hamish, my, we're Hamish, stopping for coffee. We're Hamish stopping is with for us. coffee. Oh my gosh, guess we're stopping for coffee. It's this. It's you have to. It's mugs and shots. Like, over here you now. have to go. You so have she to come over here now. So she goes. So she's but she's relaying all that information to the guy she's on a date. And then she's like, oh, it's right across the street. He's like, uh, you freaking have to go. So she yeah. goes. Yes. So she goes. And she's like, there's Hamish McDougal. And there she's like is. staring at him. And yes. she's staring at him. And like trying to decide her. what she's going to say and how she's going to say it and all this kind of stuff. And she hears from behind her, we'll always have Sharonka. And you're and like, what like, is happening? Like, Wait, who said that from behind me? Hamish, note that I've said it right multiple times I appreciate now, that. He literally is sitting on the couch and she's like, where and is this voice from? So she turns around and it's it Fiona's is boss. Fiona's boss who runs But she doesn't know it's Fiona's boss. Well, no, but that's, but so she yes. just starts, so she starts talking to him. Fiona goes, oh, you know, how do you know Gus? And she's like, you wait, Gus? what? Yeah. You're Gus? So he, he was the guy. He, he was, was the guy. And so he, so he did win a ca- one Academy he Award. Won he didn't have, award. but it was for directing. Yes. Not for so acting. So he had turned to production to, he had become a producer after he kind of had banded his acting, his career. acting career and he became a producer and he wanted her script. He ended up wanting her script. Because yes. Fiona's been talking about it, and he yes. didn't know that it was her. He didn't know her name. Just like yeah. she didn't know his she name. Didn't they they didn't exchange yes. names. Thank goodness, because yes. his name was Guthrie Walsh. Which is and he was name. Irish, so she so felt was really validated. Yeah. That she everybody told her his yeah. accent correctly yeah. originally okay. in the first so, place. So there's a part of you that, because he's like, he says he has kids and stuff, and so you're like, okay, like she's been kind of romanticizing this sure. idea for 10 years. So you're like standing there, or you're reading the book, and you're like, okay, and then he leaves, and they're like, yeah, they're clearly going to stay friends, and he's like clearly so happy to see her, like he's, yeah. and she's like happy and to see gonna him. And he's going to like work, yes. with, like it's they're so going to work together. Yeah, it's going to be it's so gonna great. Be great. And then, oh, and also Fiona, of course, is hitting it off with Hamish. Hamish, Hamish. of course she of is. Course. So they're surprise, like, okay, surprise. how is this going to end? So like then they leave at this book. Yeah. Then she hears a voice behind her. Guess who else shows up at the coffee shop, people? Guess who else? Liam. It's Liam. Unmarried Liam. Unmarried Who broke Liam. it off with Samantha because there would never be anyone for him uh, ever but Olivia. Which is a beautiful Olivia. sentiment, but also, right, kind of problematic with all of the other... This is my thing. Okay, can I just talk about, like, one thing that I struggle with is, like, throughout the book, I kind of wanted her to be with Liam, but then some of the decisions they made were kind of reckless, and I was like, in yeah. the name of soulmates or love, to me, that's, like, something that I struggle with is, like, the idea of justification of things that are actually terrible actions because it's with this person that you're supposed to end up with, and I feel like, for me, I was actually genuinely happy because it also seemed like she had grown on her own, yes. and, like, she was so, like... Yes, yes 
embracing who she was and she was in her 40s. I also really appreciate the fact that she wasn't 27 yes. and sad that she was single. I mean, you can be sad at 27 and single, but I like the fact that she was older and that like yes. it was this journey for her and you kind of saw her heartbreak and her love yes. and her romance and all those things. But I just really struggled because I was like, I was really happy. There was a side of me that was so happy that it was Liam. And then they clearly are going to get together and he's going to move back to LA because he says that he moved away from LA for so why would he not move back? And then it kind of ends with like a little cute like yeah. the exit I could or like cute exit. I don't know what you want to yeah. call it, but I just really struggled with the idea of like, but Liam, like this is not, <laughs> yeah. Like also, but I guess because she, in her mind, like the people he like he wasn't a cheater. He like it was just with her. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's I don't know. Well, and I will say that's like when I texted you guys, like, oh, I just looked, I just looked at the back of the book to see how it would end out. That <laughs> Wait, was, did that? I texted, texted you guys. And told no, no, I, like, I know, but I'm saying that. Yes. Like I did. That was why because I was like, wait, is she gonna go with Hamish or is she gonna go with Liam? And I hate that. Like, who's she supposed to be with? Like, I hate that uncertainty. So that's yeah. why I looked. So I knew all along she was gonna be with Liam. So that helped me kind of formulate oh, how I read the story. Meanwhile, Odette and I were reading it like normal people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But so anyways. I mean, so yeah. So that I mean, was it. All in all, there was definitely some things. That it was pretty pretty. Like we're like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, um, and okay. felt a little bit predictable in certain ways, but sure. also, like, I do honestly think at the end, the fact that it wasn't Hamish, the fact that it mm-hmm. wasn't, that it was Gus, which was an interesting twist yeah. to the plot twist. Yes, what did yeah. you say? Whoa. And then, I know, right? I literally thought about that. And then, like, the fact that she also ends up with Liam, when at this point, you kind of think, because the lunch seems a little bit flirty with her male coworker, so you're kind of like, oh, maybe. Oh, maybe that'll be a thing. The, tw- yes. the 28-year-old male coworker, I was like, no, she's not. Please, I, honestly, because she was kind of like, well, maybe it's kind of cute. Like, whatever. She was trying to be open to possibilities. Yeah, I mean, I think that's great, but it was very clear that it wasn't going to be him. Oh, I oh. thought it kind of seemed like, whatever. Well, because well, I didn't skip to the end. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I feel like it was, here's the thing that I loved, loved about it is that it was like the dialogue and the witty back and forth that was really so sharp it was good it was very very fun to read it was very quick to read it read like a rom-com oh yeah so that was really fun the story the, itself oh sorry oh, all, no the thing that i loved i think the most about it was all of the delightful movie and yes celebrity references that, was so that fun. were sprinkled in there that yes. were just very fun yes 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 the story itself to me, yeah the story itself to me was definitely like that i was like mm. i didn't i almost didn't know if i was like happy for them or just like well okay well that's good they ended up together i guess you know it yeah. wasn't like you were overjoyed i didn't yeah. feel overjoyed well because like, okay i was honestly Early on in the book, I had a lot of hope, but then once like they kind of had their indiscretions, I'll call it whatever, that's when I kind of got like indifferent. I was kind yes. of like, okay. oh, well, I'm glad she ended up with someone and like maybe they'll honestly be happy, but like also I hope they've learned Worked from through some of them. Yeah, like also like you yeah. should go to therapy together because I yeah. feel like that there's something. Hopefully at 40, you have the, it's like, you know what? You know what's a really smart, healthy thing for people to do, even if they don't have a lot of problems? Go to therapy. Well, because so relationships of any kind is going to bring up things in you. So anyways, um, yeah, but this was a really fun book. So it was so fun. Um, Amazing. We're so glad that that you listened to this again. Um, So, um, oh yeah. So 
Um, as always, if you want to um, send us an email at redeeminglitpodcast.com, or not, well, that's our website, but redeeminglitpodcast um, at gmail.com, you, you can always um, send us information about the book or your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. Or book recommendations. Or book yes, recommendations. Always. And you'll hear that in, in our sweet little outro, too, but just wanted to kind of point that out because we'd love to know from your perspective, like, yes, if you felt the same way about Liam, you. if you kind of had the same reaction to it. Also, did you love it? Like a rom-com, too, and just kind of like any conversation you'd love to have we would love we to hear from know you. all of the all of the feelings about rom-coms all the feels. we will talk all the feels. About and that. thank you for listening to us i think yes. we'd like to think that our podcasts are gonna get shorter but i feel like we just love talking about we books really like so let's talking. be honest about the fact that yeah. you're gonna be on this hour and 15 minute journey with us every other week so Absolutely. <laughs> so our next morning what's our next yes book? our next book is it this one might be a little bit harder to find if you are trying to read along with us as a book club We're but the next time, one yeah. is yes um, Murder, Mayhem, and a Fine Man by Claudia Mayer, that's M-A-I-R, Bernie. Murder, Mayhem, and a Fine Man by Claudia Mayer, Bernie. We're really excited to go on that journey with you. Oh, yeah. man, we can't It's going to be so fun. Well, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Follow us on Instagram at Redeeming Lit Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify so you don't miss any episodes. If you have any questions or book recommendations, email us at redeeminglitpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep, keep it lit! lit.